morning and welcome to episode 254 of Taking in Charge Podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hine of Hine News. Thank you for stopping by. Another week is gone and done in the books. More international hoops completed. Great stories having been told. And we're here to talk about it a little bit. Um... Yeah, uh, so before we start uh, getting into too much of it, I uh, want to let you know how you get into contact with the show. Uh, you can reach me at uh, Hein News on Twitter. It's H-E-I-N-N-E-W-S. The website is HeinNews.com. The email address HeinNews at gmx.de. You can go to Facebook and join the Facebook group. Just go into the search bar, Taking the Charge Podcast, and you will find us there. Um, you can go to iTunes, rate and review the show. You can be a page, you can be a supporter of the show. Go to patreon.com and uh, show your love of going on five years of the show. Uh, okay, uh, I don't think I missed anything. Maybe I did, uh, but uh, let's just continue. So, um, yeah, lots actually going on. Uh, over the past week and uh actually kind of quiet right now and um so to kind of go over it a little bit so we have three uh, two more teams for the uh to for the FIBA U17 Basketball World Cup uh 2018 uh, that's going to be in Argentina where uh, we hit now have seven is that right? Seven, yeah, seven teams in the uh, in the field uh, already set of the sixteen. We had uh, Mali winning the FIBA U sixteen Africa Championship, beating uh, Egypt in the finals. So those two teams will uh, go back to the to the under seventeen basketball World Cup, and they're going to be they join then the four teams from FIBA Americas. Those being. USA, Canada, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, as well as hosts Argentina. So there's your there's your seven teams set right now. Uh, Saturday was the final, the under sixteen in uh, in Africa. Mauritius is where the uh, competition took place, and it was a pretty impressive performance by by Mali. Uh, they have a big time uh, center there, Omar Omar ba- uh, Balo. And um, they seem they uh, I didn't watch the final that closely, but um, they dominated the the Egyptians. Both teams were undefeated. Unsurprisingly, both teams were undefeated going into the final. Had uh, very little competition. Angola was not there. I think I mentioned it last week, but Angola was not there. They decided against um, against putting a, a team in the field it was only eight teams uh, there was supposed to be 12 originally and then as of a week i think ago uh, a week before the tournament they didn't know if they were going to have 12 or not and so they ended up just playing with the eight and um so it was just the eight teams and they ended up changing the format where all the teams played each other twice in the group so that's kind of a strange format um one you won't see very often but that was the case um, and so both teams, both uh, Mali and um, Mali and Egypt, were undefeated going into the 
into the uh, semifinals and then into the final. And, and Molly was, uh, yeah, bigger, stronger, um, quicker. Uh, Egypt looked okay, but I just think that uh, Molly was a pretty strong team. Uh, I can't remember. I don't have it in front of me. I think it's Kanuta or something like that. Um, there, was a, there was a FIBA video as well. Uh, their little guard um, scored 50 points in one of the games. I think it was even against Mauritius. Um, and so the I think the most impressive part that of this Mali victory, of this Mali championship, is that they did this. They dominated the field, especially the game against uh, Egypt. It would have been interesting to see what happened with it if Angola was there. But they dominated the field without probably their best player, Nefali Dante, <clears throat> who you know people who might know uh, youth basketball uh, might be uh, might be familiar with the name. He was at the Jordan Brand Classic Showcase uh, Showcase game, the top U seven U sixteen guys around the world. Uh, so he was there, but he ended up not coming to the uh, under sixteen. He actually there was talk that he would even maybe play for Mali at the under nineteen. Uh, the FIBA U19 Basketball World Cup, uh, but he didn't end up show, showing, uh, uh, didn't end up showing up at either uh, tournament. So, um, you know, you put you put those two those two guys, um, da, uh, Balo and, and, and Dante, uh, together. That's going to be a pretty uh, impressive uh, impressive uh, mix there. And um, the question for for Molly and and you'll um, the the question for Molly I guess is, is really you know whether or not you can you know whether or not you can have the guard play to to uh, to hold up um, but you know that remains to be seen uh, again congratulations to Molly it's their first victory ever uh, for a men's tournament and uh, you know fantastic story and and uh, good to see that that uh, that Molly got the job done again it's a little bit disappointing that that Angola wasn't there uh but just to see you know what angola had at that at that group at that age group but you know what you know molly says uh you know we're gonna take care of business what we have um and we're just gonna do that uh there was there was another tournament that uh, ended actually two more tournaments that that ended uh those were the fiba u20 european championships division a and b uh let's go through it real quick with b um, so Romania, Croatia, and Great Britain go up. Those are the three teams that, uh, that end up, uh, jumping up to division a, uh, Romania was the hosts. Um, Croatia was the, oh my God, Croatia is in division B and Great Britain was, you know, Hey, let's uh, get back up to, uh, division a. I'm not sure exactly. I haven't, I didn't have it in my mind, um, when they, when they uh, were last up at the division uh, at the U20 level, um, but you know it's uh, it's good for Great Britain to be up at the at the A. You know I, I think it's a program that you know I think it it deserves to be up there. It's you know it's one that 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 can be up there, uh, should be up there on a regular basis. Uh, so you know and happy about Romania. You know uh, it's. It's a it's a country that's kind of doing some some more things. Obviously, they're more known for women's basketball, but uh, they will be co-hosting the FIBA EuroBasket this summer. And um, you know, this is uh, they've done some uh, some youth tournaments, B divisions in the past, 
and so they uh, they came out and hosted this uh, U20 and uh, you know Emmanuel Kate 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 whatever I'm s- sorry for mispronouncing the name was the MVP and and you know people will know him as well he was um, he was with uh, or actually probably still is with uh, Real Madrid um, I remember he had I think it was eight blocks in the in the uh, A and J T final. Uh, against against uh, Serena Svezda, Red Star, uh, 2015. Yeah, 2015 when they when they beat uh, with Doncic being the MVP, Kate Kate whatever had eight blocks in the final. Um, so he's not an unknown uh, in uh, in youth basketball circles. So uh, be good. It's uh, good to see him and the rest of the guys um, over there at uh, in Romania get that program up to Division A. Going to be interesting to see if they're able to 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 stay there. Uh, but you know that's the uh, the goal is to get up and and then so now they're going to try to stay uh, stay in the Division A. Um, go to now Division A. A uh, couple stories. So first of all, we'll, we'll go to the bottom and then go back up. Uh, so Latvia, Czech Republic, and Slovenia are the three teams going down. Um, actually, let's open up that uh, the website there and uh, just kind of get a refresher course on get a refresher on who who was at that tournament. Uh, just kind of see about the surprises, maybe. Um. I Iceland, uh, Iceland. I had them going actually to the semifinals once the round of sixteen was set. They got beat by Israel. Israel was the story of the tournament. Uh, I'd say even even though Greece ended up winning, but I'd say that Israel was clearly the the uh, the story of the tournament. Um, going to the going to the final, uh, first final. Uh, since oh God, I tweeted it out. Uh, I think oh oh four or something like that. Um, Iceland with uh, Turgivi Tur Tur Turgivi. Sorry, Helenasen, uh, uh, the big man. He's going to be playing for a senior national team. Uh, going to be trying out for a senior national team for Eurobasket this summer. Uh, it was just uh, fantastic. Uh, got him to the quarterfinals. Lost to Israel, um, and then ended up being in eighth place uh turkey i think you can i think you probably say maybe a little bit of a disappointment you know they ended up um they ended up in in ninth uh so that ends up means they lost in the just trying to going to go back and look and see who they ended up losing to in the round of 16 uh round of 16 they lost to oh yeah they lost the the to germany and uh, yeah, you know, so they ended up winning their their final three games, beating Latvia, uh, Montenegro, and Ukraine for ninth place. You know, but you know, with with your seven and and with Korkmaz and Arna um, and Umar Al, you know, you could say it's a little bit of a disappointment that they end up ninth, but uh, still, um, you know, basically just lost the one game. A lot of these times, if you lose, you know, you just kind of lose the wrong game quarter you make the quarterfinals you lose that one game and win out and then you finish fifth um often you read it the two spots you don't want to finish are are like fifth and uh 
fifth and um, and uh, well, actually fifth. Come back to that in a second. Actually, you kind of do want to finish fifth often. Uh, fifth and ninth, ninth because you lost in the quarter uh, in the round of sixteen. You missed the quarterfinals. Fifth, actually, often you you might want to finish fifth uh, because fifth is uh, in Europe is often the last spot to go to let's say a U nineteen uh, basketball World Cup. So. Um, in this case, fifth what went to Serbia, um, Spain. Story of the another big story. The tournament really loads of stories. Um, Spain ending up fourth, the first time that they didn't win uh, a, a medal. They didn't make the podiums uh, in ten years. Actually, in eleven years, they went ten years in a row with a with a medal each each year, and so they uh, finished off, uh, off the podium. Israel, like we mentioned, um, I think the story of the tournament, you know, you had um, Tamir Blatt, son of David Blatt, um, just having a fantastic, uh, fantastic tournament, ended up uh, leading the leading the tournament in assists with 10.1 assists a game. So just a fantastic uh, performance there. Um, yeah, champions, Greece. I'm actually really happy that that Greece won this tournament because, you know that that's a fun, a fun, likable and uh, group of guys. Um, you know, I, I've been following this this group for kind of the last four years. Didn't see them actually last year because because uh, they were at the under twenties. But the other you know the other three years I'd seen them. Um, and so, you know, you look at Vasilis uh, Harlampopoulos, uh, Vasilis Marutis, Skolidis, uh, Hestidis, um, Agravanis, uh, hasn't been part of all the generation, but Luntzis and uh, Coniaris. You know, this is a team that, you know, first of all, those, those 97 guys, 97 board guys, they went to four semifinals in a row. And then never got a medal. And then they went to the under-18 European Championship at home in Volos. Uh, this was the same summer, 2000, uh, 2015. Same summer where they lost in the in the semifinals of the under-19 at home in Crete. And then ended up not getting a medal. And then, um, and then that summer, the under-18 team won the title. And uh, and and so all those guys, uh, um, uh, Harlan Papalos and Papianis was there. Jo- uh, Georges Papianis was there. Uh, uh, he wasn't at this tournament, but he was there. And um, so they finally got the you know finally got the 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 monkey off their back and and had had taken down uh, uh, Turkey, uh, ended their run for a three-peat, if I'm not mistaken. And then uh, and then those guys, those '97 guys they went to they went to under 20s and under and they had to go to under 20s uh, division b and the greeks you know played the tournament in crete in crete and uh and they and they ended up finishing third uh to go up and then crete hosted it you know greece hosted it again and and the guys won it again so you know it's a good story and i'm happy real happy you know I, unfortunately i didn't watch enough of it um and i know i'm not going to go back and watch it but um Anytime you have a chance to watch Vasilis Harlampopoulos play, do it, because <laughs> because he's so. Um, first of all, he's, he's just a fantastic player, he's amazing, uh, amazing skill set, fantastic creativity, great, uh, great, 
the passing passing eye uh a warrior you know he'll do everything it takes to to win um so you know if you have a chance to to watch uh Papalos, just go and <laughs> do it because he's uh he's probably one of my actually one of my favorite players he, he's a lefty to boot which um which uh makes it all and and as a um is a is a uh a regular uh um I, he sent. He makes me regularly tweet a, a, a good buddy of mine um, saying, "Hey, did you see that bounce pass?" So, um, <laughs> you get lots of love about uh, Vasilis Harlan uh, Um Okay, so that was the that was the 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 under twenties. Um, you might actually see some of these guys at the at EuroBasket. Um, did a story then uh, yesterday. Yeah, Tuesday. Um, uh, a story. I mean, I had a brief little piece about uh, some of the guys who are going from the from the under twenty. That's A and B, and uh, going up and uh, trying out in their training camps for the senior national teams. So you look at Goga Badatse with 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 uh, Georgia. This is on the uh, the website, the under twenty website. So if you want to go check it out, Kara Weed, uh, Weedle uh, with Great Britain. Three Iceland guys, Herlinason, Kari Jonsson, and Christine Paulson. Uh, David Moretti. I didn't actually mention Moretti. I'll do that here. Moretti, um, who was actually I was really disappointed that he, didn't, that he didn't play at the Under-19 World Cup. This was his generation, the 98. He ended up playing at the under twenty at the under-20s. Three guys also from the, from the Under-19 team. Played at the under twenties. Um, disappointed though, the, the Italy lost their first uh, five games. Five games, and then no four. F- they lost their first five games. Uh, they they lost in the, in the round of sixteen. Lost lost their first five games and ended up in the thirteen sixteen um, relegation uh, group, and uh, and then won back to back. And Moretti. Uh, going against the against Slovenia had 30 points, five rebounds, five assists, uh, so that uh, they they would avoid uh, going down. So fantastic performance by uh, Davide Moretti. He's going to try. He's not really in the uh, in the um, in the training in the training camp team. He's a call up possibility if if uh, needed. Uh, so that's the actual status for Davida Moretti. Um, three Romanians, so Kate, Kate uh, Nandor Kuti, and then uh, Bogdan Nicolesco are all in there. Slovenia have uh, Zan, uh, Zan Mark Shishko. Uh, Turkey also have a trio with Arna Korkmaz and Urtseven. Uh, Korkmaz, I think, is a, is a lock uh, to be on that team. Um, and then Ukraine have uh, Svetislav Mihaliak, uh, who also played uh, has already played at the un- at the senior level. Uh, he was at the two thousand. He was at the F- uh, FIBA Basketball World Cup two thousand fourteen. Um, this was uh, I think that was after his first year uh, at Kansas or before he was going to Kansas. Um, yeah, so so that's your group of players that you know actually you might see. At Eurobasket, uh, some of those I think are are, are um, not not one hundred percent locks, but I mean Mihaliak, um, uh, Quirkmas. Um, I don't think Shishko, even though he 
is a pretty good point guard. I don't think he's going to make that Slovenia team. You know, you look at the guys they have, the Dragic's and um, and Doncic and, and whatnot. Um, I think Kate will will win a spot. Um, you just figure he's been one of their main. He's been one of their best players outside the country for a while, and um, if nothing else, just to get exposed to the senior national team. Um, I think Helenison. I think he'll make it. I think uh, you know with that size, seven uh, one. I think they're gonna bring him there. Weedle. I think he could. He's a he's a monster rebounder. You know, despite being a little bit undersized, but you know, could drive to the basket as well. Uh, and Bedatze. You know, those bigs are so they have so many bigs um, that um, he might not make it. But I mean, he's only eighteen. But it would be it'd be really good for him to to kind of get exposed to that. But just not sure if that'll actually be the case. All right. Um, so what else is going on right now actually is the – there's actually two tournaments. There are two tournaments going on right now. There is the U16, FIBA U16 um, European Championship Division C. Those games are not on uh, on YouTube, so you just have to follow them. And, I mean, they're smaller countries, obviously. Um then that's going on right now. Actually, today is also the first day of the Central Basket U17 Championship 2017. That that being the you know your Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Mexico, Virgin Islands, Jamaica. Um, Terry Upshaw, the head coach of Jamaica, was on the podcast a, f- a few weeks ago, so you can go back and, and listen to that. Um, in my eyes, kind of an up-and-coming team for uh, at least possib- possibly. Um, so, um, so that's going on right now. Three, the top three teams will make it to the uh, to the F- U to the FIBA U18 Americas Championship going on next year in Canada. Uh, later on in the week, so Friday is the start of the U18. FIBA U18 European Championship Division B, and then on Saturday is the start of the U18 Division A. So <laughs> there was a little bit of a break, a two, three-day break, and if you didn't enjoy it, you're in tough luck, man, because we're starting to get back in it now. Jamaica's actually tipping off right now as we speak, uh, so I'm really actually looking forward to, I've been really looking forward to watching it, and so I'm looking, so I'm going to actually check it out as, as fast as I can. Um... Yeah, so let's get to the interview. Uh, third time on the show, uh, Sonny Byros, uh, Canadian basketball, young youth Canadian basketball hoops guru, um, uh, one of my favorite guys uh, up in the Canadian basketball scene. Um, chat with him all the time, and uh, <laughs> this conversation, it starts off a little bit, actually, it's all over the place, um, but that's the way we talk, so um He's uh, Canadian ball, CanadianBallers.com. Uh, just we talk loads of different uh, Canadian youth hoops, and uh, just enjoy it. And uh, we will catch you on the other side of that. All right. So on the show again uh, this week is Sonny Byros uh, from CanadianBallers.com. Sonny, welcome back. Thanks for having me, David. I I didn't do my homework. I should know how many times you've been on. I know it's at least two, or it might even be a third time. Were you on? 
Yeah, I think I think I'm going for the hat trick. I want to say congratulations on hitting uh, your 250th episode. I mean, that must mean you're pushing five years. So, yeah, it's five years in September. Um, that's pretty cr- pretty crazy. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, that's uh, pretty admirable. It only took 250 episodes for Canada to to win a. We'll see how that goes moving forward. Yeah, I don't think it's going to take another uh, 250 episodes. I'm, something is telling me that at some level, you know? That, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think if the over-under is 60, I'll probably take the under with the FIBA Americas coming here next year. But how, how are things on your end? Very good, very good. Uh, happy to be... Um, Actually, it's kind of a quiet period right now for me. Um, not the youth youth basketball is kind of on hold for this week. Men's say that men's there's the women's U uh, nineteen World Cup going on right now in Italy. So um, uh, if you do want to go check that out, uh, go over and uh, FIBA's YouTube channel. You can check that out there. Um, but it's quiet right now. I don't even think the games from the U16 Division C are on YouTube. I think it's just all the Bs, um, the A's and Bs from the U16, 18, and, and um, uh, U16, 18, and 20s. Um, so I was watching U16 Africa Final, uh, Go Mali. Um, I, saw, I saw your tweets. Uh, it sounds like they have an interesting big man. Yeah, yeah, the worlds, yeah. right? Omar Balo, Omar Balo, and um, and actually Nafali Dante, who was at the uh, Jordan Brand Classic Showcase game. Yep, you um, said that that's the player that wasn't there. He right? wasn't even there. So, and they and they pretty they handed they they handled uh, what looked like a pretty decent um, uh, Egypt team in the final, and um, so. You know they have one of their guards. You know, okay, at the end he was, you know, you know, jacking up threes to get there, but he scored fifty points. Um, and you know, okay, it was against a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty poor team, but you know, still to score fifty points in a in a in a continental championship game, it's, you know, that's saying something. Um, and then, uh, but it, it's with Africans, you always have to say you're going to have to have a point guard who can handle the ball, and you know that's one of the things that. You know, African teams—they just—they don't produce—they um, don't produce point guards uh, for whatever reason. You know, I mean, on the top of your head, you probably—you know—you might not have thought about it, but you know, try to name me an a, an African point guard. You know, an elite African point guard. So it just for for whatever reason That's they a tough one. It's gonna take a while because there's not there's very not there's not many of them. and the ones that do play for the senior national teams of African countries are usually naturalized Americans or you know you know American trained. Let's say let's say let let let's qualify it one more step. Okay, say Africans. You know you could say that a Nigerian in the states who you know who was born in Nigeria went to the states. A non-America trained point guard. Let's say it like that. Um, they just don't do it for whatever reason, um, and uh, so yeah, Africa. Well, U twenty is going on. Uh, Steve Nash, I think, has some South African bloodlines. Yeah. Okay. South Africa. Yeah. Yeah, but but South Africa doesn't do anything in basketball. South Africa never does anything in basketball. That's so, right. Um, yeah, you got me there. I can't think of uh, some African guards even in the NBA in the last decade. Can you? African guards in the NBA? No. 
represented well, Africa, an African nation. Well, I mean, the Africans, uh, some of them, the Cameroons uh, was was um, uh, what's it, Luke, the UCLA guy? Cameroon? Oh yes, yes, Mbou. Mbou Abu Bue. Yes, he played that. with uh, a Canadian who's still playing overseas, uh, Ryan Wright. They played together on that championship team there at UCLA one year. But I think he he had a pretty he's he's still in the NBA, so you know but yes, he is. guards, yeah, but not point guards. No point guards. So uh, you're interesting you're Something in Canada and there's an eye on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you're gonna keep your I think I think that might take two hundred and fifty episodes. We'll see though. <laughs> Um, so yes, this, I'm this, out here in Toronto, Canada, David. And that's the reason why I want call. to talk to you. This is the third time I did my homework then. Episode 117 and 178. Um, okay. So, um, so, yeah, I wanted to just kind of catch up with you um, for a couple of reasons with Canadian basketball. Um, you're kind of in the, I guess, in the recruiting sort of, uh, circle there, um, sort of recruiting, uh, talent evaluation, scout type um, environment there in Canada. Uh, Canada kind of plays uh, in that in in that level, whatever. Sort of the same um, plays by the same rules uh, as the Americas in the fact that there's um, that they get the chance to showcase their talent for America for American college basketball coaches um, at the same time, just because those are the periods for the Americans to evaluate. Um, we're still in that. I guess we were in that one of those windows. Um, maybe just talk a little bit about uh, the scene right now, what you're up to and sort of the, the scene right now, as far as, um, uh, evaluations and, and whatnot going on in, in Canada. Yep, here we are in the final week of July. It is uh, actually right towards the end of the calendar of uh, evaluation periods. So basically a lot of these kids, when they come home from school, they uh, play in uh, local tournaments with their uh, local club teams. Uh, and they travel with those teams, and uh, especially during the evaluation periods when um, the American organizations like the Athletic Amateur Union, AAU, partner up with the NCAA, and uh, they uh, seize these evaluation periods and put on these tournaments. A lot of these Canadian teams from here, you know, the teams from Montreal, Vancouver, across the nation, they all travel to the States to get their their kids in front of college coaches and um yeah so for me who kind of evaluates the high school talent in canada it's it's a great opportunity for me to kind of see these kids evaluate them but also be in the same roof on on the sidelines with coaches and kind of uh mingle with them and exchange opinions on on kids so that's kind of what i've been up to um there's tournaments all over the states in different cities each weekend. Uh, locally, there are some tournaments too. Um, there was one this past weekend, which uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure you saw some exciting highlights from the U17 championship game. Um, and actually, I, I, haven't, I haven't actually gone and I, I've I've linked the or I've, I've opened the link in another tab. <laughs> 
<laughs> which doesn't always mean something. But <laughs> if you've ever seen yeah, my, you, my computer, you, I have like, you know, 20, 30 tabs open at times, but I'm probably not alone. Um, but yeah, so that you were there at this, at this, um, uh, at, at, at the tournament last, last weekend here in, in Toronto. And, um, and it was, it was a pretty big game, right? I mean, you had, you had, uh, EYBL, you had, uh, you, you had, you play, uh, which is what Nike, right? Yep. They're a Nike, they're a Nike sponsored team. That's actually RJ Barrett's team. He wasn't playing. So who was on, on Sunday? And, and, and they played but, then a, a uh, team from... The, he was on the bench with uh, Andrew Nemhart's another name you're probably familiar with, Emmanuel Miller, who was part of that U19 team. Uh, they're pretty loaded, yes. So basically, uh, it was an NCAA-sanctioned tournament. So what that means is coaches from America, these institutions can come over the border and they can watch these games. And uh, this was the U17. So basically, there's... there's um, Tournaments for each age, ranging ranging from U12 all the way through to U17. This was the U17 level. It had the uh, the I, I guess you could say Goliath and Uplay, the 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 Nike sponsored team, and uh, they, they were up against a team from Montreal who was pretty unheralded, called Red Rush. And um, yeah, if you can catch, if you YouTube. Uh, Red Rush versus Uplay, you can catch it. And Dave, I think you'd enjoy it because I know you like to keep tabs on the young talent across the, the globe. And uh, one guy is Tyrese Samuel. He's a 2001 6'9 young man. And uh, he kind of went Tracy McGrady in that game. His team was down 20 points with about five minutes left. And he kind of took the game in his hands and somehow Red Rush pulled it off. Adding further evidence that not just Toronto has talent, but other cities like Montreal have have talent too. And uh, yeah, check it out, Dave. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. What what does that mean? <clears throat> what does that mean that this team from from um, Montreal, you know, came in and, and and took down a pretty big name in 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 um, in youth Canadian hoops? Okay, I mean, like you said, you didn't they didn't have. Um, they didn't have uh, Barrett. Um, but Manuel Emmanuel Miller was there. Nebhart did Nebhart have played in that team, or was he already too old? No, actually, actually, those three weren't there. But um, yeah, yeah, they no. were on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. But, okay. but so Miller, still the so talent. Miller, I, I, I understood that Nebhart and and um, but Nebhart he, he couldn't have played on that team though, right? He's 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 older than that, right? No, Nemhart is actually younger, and uh, is he two thousand? So he could have played. Yes, in he's, that? he's a two thousand. Okay, so and, all three uh, could he, have he's played. Allowed to, okay, yeah. yes. So all right. Um, so who else? So who did they have in that team that you play? They had um, Kaleem Bennett, who was brilliant. He was one of the the alternates for the U nineteen Canada team. Uh, they had Quasi Zago, who's. Uh, Never say that name right. I, think, I believe it's Quasi Azago, but he's a uh, you know a six nine center with size nineteen shoes. Um, he'll be at the Adidas Nations, which is happening next weekend in Houston, where um, Adidas kind of selects twelve kids from Canada to represent Canada, and then they go up against uh, different different teams from around the world, like africa's team uh united states so 
basically they had Kaleem Bennett, Kwesi Azago. I mean, Kavon Ellis is a name there that has been with D-Play for a few years. And uh, those are pretty much the the main three. All right, Shy Alexander, Shy Alexander's younger brother was on that okay. team. I was going to say Shy's on the team. <laughs> okay, um, no, but so for, for those for those who listen to those names and are scared, saying, "Oh my God, I don't know these names," and <laughs> I, relax, relax, you know, take a, take a deep breath. We're fine. Um, with the fact though that that Montreal did, you know, those are, those are some names. Um, what what does it mean though that that this Montreal team came in? Because I mean, I, I think I've talked about it in the past as well. You know, when when I had Dort on the show and stuff like that. Um, you know, um, you you see that these Canadian these Montreal players are coming and doing some things. Uh, Lugan Dort is is a, is a is is one of the the big names coming up right now. Um, uh, Guerriere. Uh, Quincy Guerrier, where did he just play? Just played. Um, ah, yeah, the um, the um, the club thing in the U.S. Uh, the, <laughs> EYBL. Sorry, Qu- Qu- Quincy Guerrier. Yes, he played with one of the Toronto teams, which was uh, the CIA. They were the, the first, CIA yeah. yeah, they're also a, they're also another Nike team. Yeah, you know. So you see that there's this Montreal team, and so what does it mean then that that this Montreal team comes and beats this uh, uh, team out of um, out of uh, Ontario, out of Toronto. Uh, I'll, I'll, first, let me just address, uh, to give you an idea, I just was looking at my game notes. To give you an idea of the starting lineup for me play, I'll just run off some names. Azago, he's playing out in Tennessee high school basketball. There was Simon Chamberlain, he plays in the New England area. Uh, Kavon Ellis in the Kansas area. Uh, Colleen Bennett, again in Kansas and uh, Beduso again in Kansas. So as you can see, all starters are playing prep basketball in the States. So they're not household names now, but they're, they're on the cusp of becoming household names. So what it means for Montreal, I guess it just kind of just speaks on their market and how, you know, when you are familiar with the logistics out here, Montreal has an Adidas sponsored team and, uh, I guess if those guys came to Toronto and um, knocked off Uplay, it wouldn't be much of a surprise. This was actually like, I don't want to offend them, but it was almost like a second-tier team for Montreal coming out here and kind of stunning Uplay's, I don't want to say second-tier, but their their premier team minus a few guys. And, uh, you know, so what it does is it just kind of reflects the talent in Montreal, the fertility out there of, Pretty much, they they got they got collegiate prospects, high major prospects that can go toe to toe with the guys in Toronto. Where uh, it seems like Toronto in recent years gets a lot of credit for producing all the talent. So so this kind of shows now. So the story is now more. Yeah, this the story more is that the Montreal team came in and got him. Yes, and uh, k- kind of like our national team, where you know it was a young kid like R.J. Barrett leading the way. Uh, what made this story unique was it was uh, a young kid like Tyree Samuel born in 2001 that kind of put his team on his back down 20 and ended up winning the game. It was uh, under 17, so 2000 was the uh, generation. So uh, we mentioned that um, Samuels is a uh, Samuel, right? Tyree Samuel. Tyrese Samuel. So yes, yeah. it was under seventeen, but you can have younger kids playing yeah, yeah, sure. up, and he was one of them. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
how many how many guys do you think um, from that from that group that you saw this weekend do you think that um, are going to be high level players? Let's say in four years, three years. Oh man, uh, j- just looking at uh, that age division, I'd say there's guaranteed two two dozen collegiate players whether they're high major i'd say probably a say third high, of them are high major a third of them so uh, you said two dozen a third of that's eight so so about maybe yeah. let's say 10 high major guys i'd say 10 high major guys i'm pretty confident that at the end of the day they'll be going to high major programs here's a question here's a question for you i mean we experienced this here in europe and 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 i don't I'm just trying to think about this kind of off the top of my head, and um, in in uh, in America, you, you, they don't. But that just speaks for America. In and I'm wondering if it's the same thing in Canada. The question is coming in a second. So if you if you look at the European nations, um, you can have a under 16 Bosnia team that has like three really really good players led by Dusan Musa, right? And wins the under sixteen European Championship. The next year, they go down. They get relegated because they don't have the depth in the program. They don't have the you know you can't you don't have one solid you know you don't have a fan an absolutely unbelievable generation followed by a solid generation you know continual solid generations. All right, Spain, you could say, is going to be you know good for a long time. Even they go down, you know, here and there a little bit. Like the '98 for Spain, you know, really isn't, you know, fantastic, you know. Um, and like we said, you know, okay, Germany, right now, this, you know, the, you know, the 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 2001 generation is fantastic. You know, this '98 uh, generation, '98 uh, '99 generation is is really really good as well. Um, we said I just said it with the Americans. You know, there's nothing that like that because the Americans just have this unbelievable depth. Do you see that now happening in Canada? That there's no drop down in any year. I mean, um, that that being said, you know, one of the things that I'm working with Sonny on is for also for my good is not just not just saying the class, you know, what academic class they're in that they're a 2019 graduate, but the year that they're born because that you know, tells them what their eligibility is as far as national team goes. So do you see that happening that, that Canada right now, you know, you're to a point there every generation, you know, cause you know, every generation is going to have a, a world championship, whether it's a world cup, youth world cup, whether it's 17 or under 19. So you can say the 2000 generation, like right now, the 2000 generation, that is the generation that's going to be playing at the under 19 world cup in 2019. So, would would you say that Canada's to the point where every year now, there you're going to have a a, a a team where the coach has is going to have, I wouldn't necessarily call it an embarrassment of riches, but it's getting close there where you're going to have to choose maybe from a team of like a, a good circle of players of like twenty players. I mean, I I know a lot of your listeners, David, are going to think I'm biased automatically, but. I, I I totally think it we we are not gonna have a one hit wonder with one generation and then 
be at the opposite spectrum the next year. I think it, if you just look at the draft on an off year, we're producing a second round draft pick. Most year, years we bounce back with a lottery pick. I think that um, we're rolling right now. Uh, we just need some success with the national team and we'll never look back. But uh, you got to give the Federation credit where um, they, they've created an, uh, results where in the past we've had the resources and we've never kind of always been right underneath the states but ahead of the pack in the FIBA Americas. And I think the Federation at the youth at the youth divisions, they deserve some credit because uh, we're, we're on a serious trend that way. And uh, I don't see a, a hiccup coming. Uh, and as for the 2001 generation, I'm starting now to uh, get familiar with the 2002. And I can seriously speak on, you know, from now our 97s, uh, sorry, our 98s beginning this fall up until our 2001 generation. I tell you, Dave, it looks just as optimistic as uh, the 90s, the 98s and the 2002 look like they have probably the same amount. I'd say about 25 collegiate players, and I'm going to say half of those being potential high majors. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it seems to me that it's, it's, it's you know, Canada's there, and, they, and there's... Um, and really now it's just a matter of, you know, you're in the competition and you're in the quarterfinals and you win that game or you lose that game. You're in the semifinals. You win that. I mean, like you, you know, um, you know, Canada had been to, to, to three uh, quarterfinals in the last four competitions there at the under 19s. And they finally got, you know, the victory, um, over France and, 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 you know, but they had established themselves as a power, as a, as a top eight uh, team in, in the world at the, at the, at the world cup level. Um, I mean, you look at the, you look at the, you look at the, the teams in the quarterfinals in Cairo at the under 19, you had three Americas, you had our USA, Canada and, and Argentina, and you had five Europeans. The power of basketball is in you, the Americas and in, uh, uh, in Europe. It's, it's clear. And, uh, and I don't see Canada going away anytime soon. Actually, I don't see ever now because they're, you know, not the next. The only question for me is whether or not they can get the, the, the victories. You know, you losing to Venezuela. I know that's a sour, you know, that's a, that's a that's a soft that's a that's a that's a low blow. I think you know losing yes, to Venezuela. Yes, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, I, I think with Canada, uh, if you look at. The whole landscape, like we're doing good at the youth level, we're doing good on the AU scene, uh, we're doing good, you know, we're we're producing so many freshmen that are immediate impact players, and I think what we really need for this country to really grow as a basketball nation is some 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 real success in the NBA. You know, I know you got Wiggins who's averaging 20 points, but after that, uh, the next, the next top scorer is I think Jamal Murray with just under 10 points. Uh, Tristan Thompson's a great rebounder. Corey Joseph's got a ring, but I think we need more, um, potential all-stars in the league. And I think, uh, those guys need to parlay that into international success. Like you said, there's no excuse to lose to Venezuela. Um, I know. I know. There's more, it's, it's more than just players. There's coaching, and the federation has to groom a culture for them to be successful. But I, I think really, 
for us to really resonate with main, through mainstream media and with the public and build that passion, ignite a passion, I think our, our, our senior men's team needs to do what our U19 did. We'll come, but we'll, don't go ahead, go ahead. But go, yeah, but but um, we'll talk more about this. Uh, what what the what these nineteen year olds did is uh, they kind of trailblazed some some momentum in that direction, especially with the FIBA Americas coming here next year. Um, can we, we we talked about we talked about Montreal, um, and you know. And then, you know that seems like it's establishing themselves as a, you know, as a second wheel, um, and and you know it's starting to you know really produce some some pretty high level guys. Um, elsewhere, um, I know you know Nova Scotia has uh, Lindell Wigginton. Um, uh, was it Darling who's from Ontario? Uh, from uh... so 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 we're doing we're doing a drive across the country. We started in Toronto. We went to Montreal. Hands down, Montreal is, is probably two. the second most fertile market. Um, number three is a toss. I'm, I'm probably going to give the edge to Nova Scotia. Um, they have the demographics there. It produces a lot of athletes. Why do you, Why do you say demographics? Basketball. What about the demographics? Then? Just uh, a, a lot of a lot of um, people from the Caribbean migrated there, and they love basketball. And they, there's a lot of um, some marginalized communities where basketball is is, a way is very popular. Yeah, as a way out, and and those kids have, you know, it's noticeable the the burning desire that from some players in those marginalized communities. So, I, I'm going to give Scotia the edge, but you know, I'm probably I, I know that a guy like Emmanuel Acott may hear this and be like, "What about Manitoba? I'm going to Arizona, so he deserves a case too." Uh, Manitoba has Emmanuel Acott. I'm sure you're familiar with him, seeing him at the Worlds. But, but uh, he's going to be a, a 99 born who's decided to reclassify and get the ball rolling this fall at Arizona. So is he from Winnipeg? I'd, then? I'd probably go. Yeah, he's from Winnipeg, Manitoba. So I'd go Toronto, Montreal. I'd probably give it to Nova Scotia. Then um, I'm, I'm going to just because Acott and him going to Arizona, I'm going to give it to Manitoba after that. <laughs> Uh, sorry, guys, on the west coast of Vancouver. I mean, you're right there, man. You could you could probably be there in 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 fourth with Manitoba. I mean, that's our west coast. You're, yeah, yeah, British Columbia. Van, uh, Vancouver's British Columbia, uh, right? British right, Columbia, right, yes. Right down by the border to the states. You uh, see, I imagine I, I imagined you had you had a a global audience. So if I said British Columbia, I would have threw them off, but. Considering the Olympics was in Vancouver, I said Vancouver. I thought that would work better. No, it's fine. It's fine. I, I mean, <laughs> um, so Manitoba. I mean, you can't just give it on Manitoba just on on ACOT. What else? I mean, do you see other guys okay, coming okay. there? Um, yes, there, there, there is also a uh, a guard that was at the U seventeen Worlds named Daniel Saki. Does that name ring a bell? Sorry. So, well, yeah, he, he was he was a uh, he was a guard. I, try, I remember a lot of guys last year. But... Um, you know, they got they got an NBA alumni, Todd McCulloch. Do you remember him? Uh, uh, he he was a draft pick on the Sixers, a seven foot center. Yep. But yeah, um, I'm gonna have to hey, say, but, like, but you're uh, gonna say, but you're gonna I, give, you're gonna I, give. I would say, I, I would, I would give, uh, I would give Manitoba because if you look at it. 
um, Vancouver, the British Columbia, they really haven't produced a high major player. And uh, they actually get, and I got a lot of friends there, and they know what I mean. I'm not trying to offend them, but they have a, a bad track record of guys going places and transferring out or just kind of being, I hate to say it, a bit soft from, from the West Coast. So, you know, when they have that reputation and they, they, they struggle to shake off that label, and then here is a kid in Manitoba who just climbs up the national rankings and has Arizona all over him. Then they have Danny or Saki right behind him. I'm going to give them the edge. That's my that's my justification for giving them the edge after Nova Scotia. Grant Shepard's like, oh, come on, man, Grant Shepard, come on. You know, Grant, Grant Shepard, um, love Grant Shepard. He went, you know, played with the national program, went to Mont Bird with R.J. Barrett. But he, where did he go to school? He's going to University of British Columbia. Back home to Canada for school. Come on, man. You know, they got a, a, a he, shout out he to wants, James he wants, Carnage. He wants, he wants, he wants, he wants to, he wants to help the University of British Columbia become a counter balance to Carlton. All the power to that. <laughs> hey, 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 it's about these guys. I, I just hope Grant Shepard can go to UBC and when it's done, he can make some money playing this game. He, I know he loves, right? Um, but I have to shout out James Carnage. He was a 6'9 big man that was at Athlete Institute last year. He went to Lehigh, uh, a kid from the West Coast going to school in Pennsylvania. I admire that. Looking forward to tracking him to kind of, you know, like I said, shake off that label of, of West Coast ballers in this country. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess we didn't even mention uh, Longpre as well. Anthony, he's also from Quebec, uh, outskirts of Montreal, if I'm not mistaken, right? Anthony Longpre? Yes. Fresh, freshman going to St. Joseph's this fall yeah. from uh, Quebec. I mean, you know the name TJ Leaf, right? Yep. Yep. He went. He was at UCLA. I think he got drafted by the Pacers. I mean, I seen Longpre two summers ago. Excuse me. Go toe to toe with with TJ Leaf. So he's a guy that I mean, TJ Leaf kind of excelled a little more in the last twenty four months. But Longpre is another quality quality kid in that 98 generation nothing from, from nothing from saskatchewan or alberta i mean saskatchewan has a, a link to trey lyles his mother was from there but his dad's american uh so that's the only real um, but did he grow up there did he go to he moved out of there when he was about i want to say no later than 10 so oh, okay doesn't count. that's that's doesn't that's count. saskatchewan's only claim to fame Alberta, Alberta had a couple guys. One, one. I mean, Edmonton's pretty Mexico. big. How many people live in Edmonton? Yeah. Um, they, I'll they, check. Um, I'll check. they, they do produce. They have a lot of uh, African immigration there. They've produced a couple of 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 players of bioseal all Canadian who kind of fell off in recent years. His name's not handy, but they do have uh, one kid who's going to New Mexico from Edmonton. But he's kind of a, an enigma still, David. I'm just not sold on him like I am, Acot. Okay. A shade under, hear, a, shade under I, a million. I, I hear Uguak, I believe his name is. Okay, okay. A shade under a million is Alberta. Uh, uh, is yes. Edmonton, Edmonton, Edmonton. All right. I'm, I'm waiting for somebody from uh, from like, I have to from say UConn Nova Scotia, or... too. Nova Scotia, I have to shout out Novell Provo, who um, – 
was on the national team U19 team. Yep. He goes to uh, school out in Maryland University. And then there's, of course, Lindell Wigginton, who's, in my opinion, one of the more exciting guys who's going to be a freshman this fall. Uh, so, I think it's next weekend is the under-17 and under-15, what are we calling them, provincial championships? No, national championship of the provinces or something like that? Yes. Yeah, so quick quick summary of that. Like you guys, or sorry, like America has states, we have provinces, we have about 10 of them, you know, for, for a weekend, the provinces. So these provinces pick teams about a month in advance and then they go out and they compete with one another and uh we have our u15s our boys and girls going on right now in uh saskatchewan Uh, yeah when it comes to venues they're not biased on uh that that ranking system it's going to inspire the youth to play basketball yes and then uh the nationals was actually usually it's uh the 15s and 17s are together this year they separated it Uh. they're uh the 17s are returning back to Manitoba because there's a Canada Games going on, and that's going to be going on next weekend, the U-17. So that will kind of be going on the same weekend as the Adidas Global Nations. Um, can you name all 10 provinces and the capitals? Uh, I could, but uh, it might take a minute. <laughs> and it's too late in the day for you. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, get, we, ch- challenge, me, ch- challenge me on a couple. Go ahead, you do it. They're your state. They're your provinces. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, all right. I, be I, I used to. I, I used to have. I used to have. Um, I used to have like a, a, a like a desk uh, on my uh, like on my desk. I had like a like a cover thing, and and it had all the states, and they had like the the the, the capitals. Americans like this. They they, they want to know their capitals and their states, and you know. But when I, if you get Americans, if you get too many Americans together, you know, eventually something will be like, Hey, can you name all the capital? How many capitals can you name? Or give me a, they'll, you know, they'll, one of the Americans say, give me a state and I'll name the capital, you know? So, we're, but we're like you know, that, but nobody, sorry, nobody in Germany will be like that though. Nobody even you're like, Hey man, do you know the 16 states of Germany and their capitals? So oh, I'm just wondering how that is no, in Canada. That, 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 to, to, to add to that, um, you know, that's a very patriotic thing here. And, you know, in our school system, you know, they don't teach you how to do your taxes or how to save for a mortgage. But when you come out of that school, you'll definitely know your uh, provinces and your capital cities. And All right. Well, let's see how the, not, how, the, how the, how the, how the, uh, if you're not, they, 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 they hammer it home so much in elementary schools that if you don't name the capital city, you'll name another beautiful city in that province. All right, let's go for it, man. Come on. First one's easy, your home province. Okay, so the capital of Ontario is Toronto. Bing! Next one. Spit it out. No, you got to name all 10 of them. Okay, so... so uh, There's only 10 Quebec, of them. See, Quebec could be challenging. That's one of them. I'm going to go with... Uh, Capital of Quebec is Quebec City. Yes, good job. Okay, could be Montreal. Someone could easily yeah, say somebody Montreal. say Montreal. Of course, that's some of the you know some of yes. the states in in, in in my state, Illinois, Chicago. No, no, Springfield. New York, New York. No, no, I need it's to pick, Albany. I need to pick up some points on the West Coast, David. So British Columbia, ah, Vancouver just seems the easy way out. British Columbia, who, um. 
something tells me Vancouver is wrong. You're not winning any points yet, man. Come on. You said you want to yeah, win some I'm points with the West Coast. And, 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 I, and I don't want to cheat here. So uh, don't cheat, uh, if you give don't me a le- if you give me a letter, uh, I can probably nail it. V. First letter. Oh, V, Victoria. Ah, Victoria. I thought I was going to get yes. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they hammer it home pretty good at the elementary school grades. All right, so you got three. Yeah, you know, um, uh, Nova Scotia is Halifax. Yep. Um, New Brunswick. Oh, my sister-in-law is going to kill me. I want to say Moncton or Fredericton. Moncton. I'm going with Moncton. Nah, I'll go with the other one. Fredericton, yes. Yep. Is that how you say Fredericton? Then, uh, Fredericton, yep. Okay. Uh, Newfoundland is St. John's. Uh, yep. Uh, Manitoba is Winnipeg. Yep. Saskatchewan is Regina. Yep. And um, what else do we got? PEI, I want to say Charlottetown. Prince Edward Island, for those not uh, familiar with yes, the provinces. Prince, <laughs> <laughs> Prince Edward Island. I, I did pretty good. No, you're missing one, though. Oh, missing one. Uh, uh, Alberta. Okay. Then it's a toss-up between Edmonton and Calgary. I'm going to lean with uh, Edmonton. Yes. Yes. So, I told you, the school system. Hey, man, 19 out of 20. 19 out of 20. You got all <laughs> You got all 10 provinces, but you missed the capital of New Brunswick. I, I, I butchered New Brunswick, yes. But but you did have the largest city. Hey, not bad. You did have the largest city. I I I, I was um, I was uh, firing those off like R.J. Barrett free throws against uh, France and America. Yeah. Just look at the numbers here. You know that was an area of his game where there was questions like in in his Nike EYBL, he played eight games, hundred and twenty times he shot. He shot at about sixty percent. In those two games against. France and Spain, 20, 21 to 26, 80%, maybe. Just like my provinces and capitals. Um, well, here, I'll go even further. In, um, at the under-16s, under-16 America, 2015, 47%, 8 of 17. And then last year at the under-17 World, Champion, World Cup, um, not even 60%. 59.7 percent 40 of 67 so believe it or not it, it, it's it i notice it a, a lot with these young kids they're when they start tracking the free throw not a lot of them shoot a high clip but i mean when he has that pedigree you start to look at it but how i, I i'm not sure what he finished with during the whole tournament he but was in those two games he was, four, he was uh 21 to 26 he was um he was forty. Uh, he was seventy-five uh, percent for the for the tournament, um, and I'm going to not have a calculator. Actually, here, here. Um, actually, I'm going to just calculate this. And then in the final three games, in the quarterfinals, semis, and final, uh, he ended up shooting. One second. Sorry, I know. I, is... I I I I got thirty-two points, nine rebounds, and four point five assists in those two games versus France and America. In the final three games, 
Because um, he shot, he didn't shoot particularly well against the Italians in the finals. In the uh, no, he was three of eleven. Uh, he was three of fifteen shooting uh, from the field, but he was twelve of fourteen in the final for free throws. Yeah. In the in the three in the quarterfinals, fin- semis, and final, he ended up uh, thirty three of forty free throws. He shot forty free throws in the final three games. Um, eighty two percent and eighty three percent. So that's it. So yep, that was uh, crucial. All right, you, you uh, left none on the line. One of the one of the last things I want to kind of talk to you about is sort of the um, the welcome. You know, the, it's, uh, I wrote a story for Basketball Times. You know, talking that you know this is kind of like the Waterloo moment for uh, comparing it to kind of like a Waterloo moment for Canadian basketball. You know that they you know it sort of changed history now and you know the americans are going to say oh we you know we didn't have like you know 20 guys that would have been able to make this roster um but obviously it means a lot for Can- for Can- for canadian basketball um the question to you is just kind of how this whole thing was received i mean i follow like um let's say most of the canadian youth basketball uh bloggers twitter feed whatever you want to call it you know so um you know i saw that there was a a pretty good reaction and i saw you know the the tweets you know the you know barrett and key key job and you know whatever that they're going to be on you know breakfast uh, tv in in canada um it's still an under 19 uh world basketball world cup um and and it wasn't, I don't think, until the final, right, that the final was on TSN, right? The semifinal wasn't, was it? Yeah, it was kind of, it's kind of like such a great moment, but kind of when you think about how, you know, there was no talk about this tournament until they kind of beat the States, yeah. and then automatically the, the carriers picked up the, the finals. It kind of took away from really igniting you know the igniting a passion among viewers for for youth basketball, but you know you got to look at things. But just, just so, 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 so the question, real quick, then is and and then you can talk about it. Is how how do you how would you say um, this victory was received by Canada? I mean, you had Trudeau's you know tweeting in English and in French that that you know congratulations and blah blah blah. But you know as a as a nation. You know, you know, a lot of people who have, you know, don't care about it at all, you know, uh, or only care about the Raptors or whatever. How was this event, this victory, this, this, you know, fantastic result? How was this received by Canada? Um, it was kind of cool. I think people's, you know, they've been hearing about Canada's, you know, has draft picks and is doing good things in basketball ball but they've never they never have any signature metal or anything to attach to it so um i think it was cool to see that uh kind of reach the masses around the country hitting mainstream media and just pretty much that monday after they won the championship you know if you if you picked up a paper it, it was in the paper or you're talking at the cooler it, it was cooler talk so um i think it kind of got the ball rolling. I think um, people are going to now probably, you know, it was the dog days of the summer, so that kind of helps. There wasn't much going on. Blue Jays are terrible out here, but um, I, th- I think the, I think people will probably forget about it. 
and then when it comes to like uh, the next competition, if they do start promoting it earlier and talking about it, I think they can pick up right where they left off because Canadians love a winner, and it's what have you done for me lately? And they won the U19 World Cup, so I think um, it really um, it, it because they caught on mainstream media caught on late. I think it, it didn't ignite passion as like say our women's soccer team did at the Olympics. But uh, what it did, these kids are trailblazers. What they did was um, they busted down the doors of mainstream media. You said RJ was doing uh, breakfast television shows. Uh, he was on every radio station imaginable. Um, and, you know, he's he's kind of made the media want more. And I think it's, it's great. We needed that. And, um, you know, I think um, a true reflection of what these guys did this year is going to be next year at the FIBA Americas, because uh, I'm telling you right now, when Canada's playing at the FIBA Americas, the capacity is, I'd say, 12,000, 15,000, expect a full house. And I think uh, that's where you're going to see ramifications from this uh, historic run to the podium. That's probably the biggest impression this group left on Canada is now, you know, moving forward. If they want to show a Canadian game, they got they got the people's attention. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so, because um, I think it's I think it's uh, worth it for the kids, you know, and I think that they showed, uh, you know, that uh, that it's that they can do do some great things. And I hope that the next uh, uh, I mean. I'm really looking forward to seeing what kind of uh, what kind of um, I mean it's it's only it's quote only a continental championship but what FIBA America's under FIBA under 18 America's championship what kind of uh, response that gets but 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 it, it will get I'll tell you right now now if you get a kid like RJ Barrett participating underneath him there's kids like Addison Patterson who's got upside comparable to rj bear cassius mcneely you know if you get those guys there and i don't know if they're gonna play man you know let's hope they do i um but 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 just imagine you know what you know what what? it will be like no you know americans you know what they won't they won't canada they won't play those those 2001s they're not gonna play because they'll be at the world cup Oh yes, the World Cup. You're and the right. World so Cup, and the be, World uh, Cup is is only, I think, two weeks later. I, I think I you're going to have you're going to have. You know what? That's <laughs> hey hey. If you talk to Addison, if you talk to Patterson, and you talk to Cassius, and you talk to maybe even Hemmings, right? If you talk to some of the elite elite two thousand ones, ask them. Say, hey man, you know what do you think? Are you going to do World Cup or are you do under under eighteen at home? Hey, I'll tell you. Uh, I will. I will ask them, and I will follow up with you, David. I promise you. But I'll tell you this: R.J. Barrett has always had the spotlight on him within the grassroots community, but never the mainstream media. And he's doing a hell of a job for being 17 years old, doing talk shows, morning shows, this, that, and the third. And you know, he's going up there, and he's he's creating awareness to about his teammates and what this program's doing. So I think this, this, in my opinion, he's a patriotic kid. Um, why wouldn't he want to play in front of his home crowd? 
uh, and, and that's all you need, that guy right there. And uh, I'm not. I wasn't talking about Barrett there. I wasn't talking about Barrett. Okay, uh, no, no. I know you're talking about Cassius and, and and Addison. And I, like I said, I'm going to follow up with them and see what they value. Because I'm telling you, if Canada has an opportunity to knock off the states, what's that old saying? Um, fool me once. I I, I know what you're talking. Shame. Yeah, let's let's know, stop now. Beat, let's stop we, now. We all know hey, it. Hey, Dave, Dave, if we beat America <laughs> twice after we beat them the first time, I mean, on home soil, I'll tell you what, I'd rather want to be part of that in front of a sellout crowd than be in Argentina, as crazy as it sounds. Do you get what I'm saying, though? You know, to, to beat America, it will feel like a world championship. Uh, it's That's tough, though, to, uh, to go down, uh, to not go to a World Cup, man. Your age group, not go to a World Cup? Yeah. It's, uh, hey, some I, people I, like chocolate, some people like vanilla. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, but, so, but, I, but now you're, like, but no, but yeah, but this is saying that, 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 um, I, I don't know. I mean, it, okay, beating American, like, but then what happens if you don't beat America? Then, if, then, then, and you say, oh, shit, I could have gone to the World Cup. You're right, but yeah. um, I, 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 I'm more of like, uh, let's just, I always put my feet in others' shoes, so if it was my son, I'd be like, hey, son, you know, this is unprecedented, you get an opportunity to play on home soil, probably a 90% chance you'll play America in the championship, and uh, there's U19 in four more years, or sorry, two more years, so. No, no, there's, to- no, it's the next year, it's the next year. Oh, it's the following year. So yeah, yeah it's the qualifiers for under nineteen. So with that U nineteen being there as a constellation, if I'm a two thousand and one, I want part of that America's next year on home soil. Is that greedy? And not go to the World Cup. Ah, <sighs> hey, I, I just I'm just bringing it up because to, because to host to host a. I know the women's have had a few competitions here, and we had the Pan Am games. But I mean, uh, we'll we'll talk more about St. Catharines. But that's a basketball community, and I know they're going to fill up that arena. And um, yeah, it's it's it, quote still only really, it's still quote only a continental championship. You know, there's still only eight teams, right? Uh, or do they have twelve teams? No, they might have twelve teams. No. No, they have No, it's eight teams. You have two groups of four. I've always I've always liked uh, you know, when you're the cream of the crop, you play up. I mean, if if a kid wants to go to represent the country at the U17 hey, Worlds. Hey man, hey, wait for it. Hey, what about what about uh what about saying, you know what? Why don't I why don't we try to beat the Americans at 17 at full strength? Yes, I mean, you know, yeah, and uh, let's go after hosting the U19s while we're at it. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, fool me once, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. That's that's a that's a message, uh, (laughs) a little old adage for Team USA. No excuses next year. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me, baby. The song will be 
Oh, Canada <laughs> played in St. Catharines with Canadian players draped in Olympic or not Olympic gold, but FIBA America gold. Uh, I don't know, man. That's you're still going to have, um, you know, I, but I, you see, I, see Dave, what I was getting at was like, if, if the FIBA Americas is broadcasted, like the, our, the U19 championship was, and even if it's a continental well, what's going tournament. On? Well, okay, let's, let's just quick really then. So uh, it's June, I think, 14 to, to 18. I don't have it right. Actually, I'll look it up. Um, it's, so it's middle of June. What's going on in middle of June in Canada, sports-wise? Uh, uh, sports-wise is, is, is strictly NBA baseball. preparation and baseball. Uh, NBA preparation, no, because uh, draft June, preparation. draft preparation. So draft preparation yeah. and baseball. Is that it? Oh well, next year next year is going to be the World Cup, which is out That's here in this diverse in country of ours. Yeah, that kind of steals some thunder. Yeah, you think actually? But no but, but um, uh... yeah, that I still think you know what I'm going to be completely transparent out here in Canada, Toronto, especially the World Cup is tough. But you have to put these kids on national television. You have to pump our talent and, and this country needs to be able to turn on the TV and see our kids go to war against the States and maybe win a medal. Because if they do say knock off the States, I think that stuff can really um, resonate with just average sport fans out here. And maybe um, dare I say, turn us into a basketball nation. Um, so you really think that there's a chance that this could be on national television, all, all the games. I mean, have you heard of R.J. Barrett? Yeah, but what happens if they say, okay, we're, what happens if Canada basketball go to TSN or whoever and say, you know, look, we're going you know, to do this championship, and then Barrett says, no, nah, I'm not going to play. See, that, that's when you're, you know, that's, that's a loaded scenario. Well, and, hey, um, come on. He played the world. Know, just, he played just, the world. Just, he played the World Cup. You know, who's, who's to say that he's not going to want to work on his game? Individuals, you know, trainers and stuff like that. And say he's, you know. Well, let's just say, um, I don't know. I, I think he's Kid Canada. Uh, I mean, it's an opportunity. I think R.J. Barrett knows it's an unprecedented situation where we're hosting a FIBA Americas. And um, let's just say uh, he, he uh, reclassifies and goes 18. Um, I remember when we had the Pan American Games and Jamal Murray was going to Kentucky. Calipari gave him the green light to play with the senior men's team at the Pan Am Games. So that right there shows you it's feasible. The way he's been going on these um, radio shows, talk shows, handling himself, I, I think he relishes uh, being the poster boy. And I think he'll relish that opportunity next year. And looking at the landscape on the other side, I know the media wants it too. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Meaning they'll put these games on television for sure. Um, now nowadays, David, they got they they got like five channels for each. TSN's got one to five, right? So I'm sure you can find some space. Okay, that's that that's a point that you don't have to go on on TSN the main channel and stuff like that. You could load it down to one of the other channels. So that is a point. Yeah, when you when you when you consider that, it should be mandatory being shown on television, right? Well, that's I mean, up to Canadian up to Canada basketball to convince them, and the media well, uh, and the other the, media, the other media. Yep, 
well, the hockey players don't have a problem. I don't think the basketball players should, but it's just uh, some things we need to iron out before Tokyo, right? Uh, World Cup, uh, FIFA World Cup uh, starts on June 14th, and the uh, U18 Americas runs from 11th of June to the 17th of June. Um, so you're going to be right in the start of the two games a day, I believe, two games a day at the World Cup. Uh, yes. Looking forward to it. I want. I want. In to fact, get, June seventeenth will be Group E. We don't know who's in Group E, uh, but it'll be two. It'll be the four teams in Group E who are playing that day on, on June seventeenth. When the Americans will go against the Canadians in the final of the under eight, of the FIBA U eighteen America's Championship two thousand eighteen. Circle your calendars, folks. <laughs> yeah, for those games I, in I, Samara I, I, I and Rostov. Get, I wanted to ask you a question yes. before we we take off. Uh, what what is the like the word out of the American camp? I mean, are they going to reevaluate how they uh, do things? I, mean, I I think they put together put their team together a little late. They didn't have a extensive pre like exhibition schedule before the tournament. Or is the U nineteen World Cup not a important thing to this federation anymore, or what? Uh, it's always hard at an age group because you have the draft guys going early uh, into the NBA draft. I mean, you look at the guys that could have been on this team. You have number one pick uh, uh, for Kel, uh, Markel Fultz, uh, Josh Jackson. Um, I don't think Monk could have played. Um, uh, Giles, Ferguson, Tatum, um, Duvall, Carter. Uh, uh, Trent Sexton, um, you know, just keeps going on and on, and and so you have those guys in the draft. You have guys that are going to them to uh, going to, you know, need to want to whatever go to college ahead of time. Um, you know, I, I think there's a way around. Uh, I think there's a way of of getting prepared a little earlier. And, uh, you know, that's just basically USA Basketball saying, all right, man, hey, you know, our, here's our list of 25 or whatever guys. And we're going to your, your commitment is, you know, you know, whatever, May, you know, May 28th. You know, it's 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 a, about a month, you know, or, or even say June 5th, you know, make it three weeks. You know, I always amazed, you know how how these teams how these how these american coaches do this you know you think like um that they you know you know uh calipari had i think it was maybe 10 days from the time that he first saw the players for the first time with 27 guys or whatever it was to try and they had two days of tryouts got down to 16 and then i think a week before the tournament started. He made his cut down to to twelve. So, you know, I don't know how yeah. he does it. And 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 so, okay, you 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 send your invites uh, out, and you say, you know, we need to know, you know, two weeks earlier. I mean, they still made it to the final. You know, it's still uh, they still. I mean, they basically um, would have made it to the final. You know, unless a, a fantastic performance by Canada. You know, it's it's not like you know it was. Uh, 
where they lost four times, you know, or something like that. It's, it wasn't the end of the world, you know. Canada is an up and coming basketball nation. You know, there was, you know, some of the guys had the 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 idea, or you know, had remembered, you know, losing to the Americans by seventeen after leading by twenty after eleven minutes, you know, from the under sixteens. You know, you had the guys who were last year at, were under eighteen, where they said. You know, you know, we were close with Americans at at under eighteen. You know, but and then you had the the two injuries, um, and then you know Porter got hot, and that was the end of the game. You know, so you had these, but none of the Americans really had this idea. You know, you know this sort of. Uh, I think main thing is the continuity, and it's so hard to go from seventeen uh, to 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 find a group of of players that. Uh, that go from the 18 to the 19 because so many of those guys from the 18 then get drafted, you know, and, and then yeah, or, or go to college. Th so those are definitely uh, variables that were to Canada's advantage. Oh, for sure. For uh, sure. No, but no, nobody's denying that. Oh, this, you know, you knew, you knew, okay. Uh, you knew Canada had a, still a pretty good darn team. You know, they had guys that weren't there. A lot of guys that weren't there, but they still had a pretty good darn team. But the Americans were much more decimated by by players not showing up, and you knew that if this there was a year that somebody can knock off the Americans, that this is it, you know. So, yeah, this even uh, coming into the, the tournament, you know, you didn't see your Greece's or uh, Serbia's. Was Ser Serbia in no, the field? No, no, no. and um, no Croatia, you know, kind of no disappointing Australia. when you looked at. It would have been nice to. To look at the box score and you know see that you beat a Jackson and a Fultz instead of uh, I can't even remember some of the names on the American team this year. They just weren't that household. They weren't polished names yet. And uh, France was disappointing too. I would have loved to seen the the Knicks rookie and the young fellow that's with the under twenty. He ended up um, not going there. Dubuya. No, he didn't. He was Dubuya, injured yeah. and, didn't, and didn't even play under twenty. Unfortunately. All right. Yeah. I have topic uh, for another day. Exactly. Um, uh, Sonny, tell people where they can uh, follow you, uh, read your stuff, uh, pimp your stuff. Hey, Dave. Always a pleasure coming on, taking the charge. Big fan of High News. Um, you guys, first of all, got to follow High News if you aren't already. And uh, every Wednesday, taking the charge. <laughs> I've been listening since what? What was the first? The first one I said. I'm, I want to write this down. What was my first episode? Do you have it there? Uh, but while you look that yep. up, I'll let people know. You can follow me on Twitter if you're interested on keeping a pulse on Canadian basketball, especially at the high school level. Uh, the Twitter handle is uh, Canadian Ballers, and it's spelled C D N underscore B A L L E R S. Or you could check out the website at uh, www.canadianballers.com. Damn, bringing out the www. even. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't done one of those. Nobody nobody those, says uh, www anymore. <laughs> I haven't done a shameless plug in a, in a while. Forgive me. Uh, episode 117. That was uh, actually when you had the interviews with uh, Thon Maker and Ed Smith. Awesome. Where, hey, I haven't I haven't missed one since, man. Uh, again, congratulations on approaching. T you're you're over two fifty now. I think you're at what two fifty two. You are going to be later today, uh, two fifty four. Two fifty four. A, a pleasure and a privilege. 
Yes. Thank you. Appreciate it. Let's, let's catch up uh, 50 episodes from now. <laughs> I, I think that's my trend. Wow. <laughs> that's, uh, that's still a lot. That's another year, man. Oh. All well, right. Maybe we'll, t- we'll talk before St. Catharines, but we'll always keep in touch. For sure. Uh, go follow Thanks, Sonny Dave. if you're interested in uh, in uh, any sort of Canadian youth basketball. He's one of the one of the one of the guys who's super informed and uh, has his uh, has a has a real um, real knowledge and, and real understanding of what's going on. So go follow him definitely, uh, Sonny. Thanks a lot. My pleasure, David. All right, <laughs> fantastic stuff. Um, look, if you want to know anything about Canadian basketball. Uh, go follow him. Um, you know, keep keep up with uh, with JamaicaBallers. dot com. Fantastic stuff. Um, like I said, I, I talked to Sonny. I talked to Sonny probably more than I talked to anybody else besides my wife. Maybe even more than my wife. Um, I chatting with him all the time, and um, and uh, a fantastic source of information. Uh, and a guy who's just totally passionate about the game, and uh, and and. Um, and you gotta love it. You gotta love the fact that you know that he cares. He's you know spending time uh, away from his family, uh, going to these events, um, and uh, talking to people. And and uh, so again, if you want to, you know, if you want to keep up on the and the game there in in Canada, you know, obviously it's an up and coming basketball nation. Uh, I, I truly believe that they're that they they are now in this the state of there's no bad generations you know like i was talking about and, and i mean that I, that concept kind of just came up while we were talking and i totally believe that i mean you see it you see it a lot in um you see it a lot in european countries you know and even the bigger countries even the spains the italy's you know i mean look at this italy generation at 98 there was really nobody on that team you know 98 the best guy was moretti but it was really only moretti uh, quote only Moretti, you know. Okay, Okeke was was pre- is pretty solid prospect. Oshilia is all right. Bucarelli, he's a fighter, but you know, you know that the rest of that generation is not that great. But you know, and so, but you can say you know this generation is not that great. You know, the the German generation of you know next year, this year, Germany's getting to the point where you almost can say that they're not having bad generations. Not yet, not yet. But Canada, they're totally to the point where these guys are. These, this is, this is, you know, every year, every generation, every age group, you know, you're, you're talking, boom, you know, 20 guys, you know, and, and then, you know, and you, the show two weeks ago, I guess it was two weeks ago where we had Michelle O'Keefe, the, the CEO of, of Canada basketball, you know, What's going to happen when, and we had the conversation with Sonny right there, like, what's going to happen when Montreal starts pumping out, you know, instead of like, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, you know, but, you know, what happens when they start doing what Toronto does? What happens when, 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 uh, when Vancouver, rest of British Columbia do that? What happens with Nova Scotia, you know, do more than just like three, four guys, you know, but really go right at it, you know, and, 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 and start pumping out guys all over the place. You know, they start having success. You know, internationally, you know, you're starting to get there. So, um, yeah, totally excited about uh, about Canada. Thanks to Sonny for having a, uh, having a chat in the uh, late late uh, night, early early morning hours. Um, 
uh, go follow him again. All right, so I'm gonna I want to watch this <laughs> this Jamaica game. Um, let you know what you're gonna be listening to. The song's called "Do the Jelly Donut." I can't. How could you not love that that title? "Do the Jelly Donuts" by Johnny Bismarck and the Fillings. A little instrumental, but hey, you gotta love it. Uh, name like "Do the Jelly Donut" makes me hungry for jelly donuts, sort of. But uh, all right, everybody, um, we'll talk uh, next week. Definitely, we'll be talking. Uh, definitely be talking Central Basket. Hopefully, I'm really, I'm really rooting for Jamaica to be that third team to go to FIBA Americas along with Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico. Uh, we'll probably talk a little bit under 18s next week. So. Uh, it's youth hoops season. A uh, couple weeks, actually, maybe even maybe two three weeks, we're gonna have a EuroBasket preview uh, that's coming up uh, not too far. Uh, we're only about a we're only about a month. Yeah, less than about about a month until the start of EuroBasket. So, uh, with that, enjoy. We'll talk to you next week. Korkmaz from Baumit, you are listening to Taking a Charge.